Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Georgia Football Rumors versus Facts. I am Blaine Gilmer here without Trent and Jed tonight, but this is live, so anything can happen going live. And as we do, I'm going to try to add Mr. Roddy Nabolzi here. We were we had some mic problems going back and forth, so we're going to see here live if Roddy can if I can hear him or not. Test one, two. Test one, two. I can't hear him, so we're going to have to see if he can do his uh, check it on his phone. So I'm going to kick Roddy real quick and uh, see if he uh, able to come come back on here. So we'll uh, we'll kick Roddy real quick, but he's going to try to uh, join us here in just a second. So, hey, you never know. Technology, hey, it's great sometimes, sometimes it's not. So, uh, But anyways, this is Rumors versus Facts. Like I said, I'm Blaine Gilmer, UGASports.com, and, and uh, it is full swing when it comes to football season, when it comes to in-season recruiting and visits, all of those good things. So right off the bat, we always want to touch on, before we get to the questions of the members of the vault, and we always appreciate the members of the UGA Sports vault submitting questions each week i always check those right up until about eight o'clock on the monday before so if you uh, don't get yours in before about eight o'clock that's when i start putting them in guys and uh, pasting them in here getting stuff ready for the show so that's what we always try to do but wanted to give everybody some updates on what kind of what's going on obviously you've got uh shamar stewart who we announced last week that he was coming to Athens for this Arkansas game. And that is just a that's a big visit, guys, when it comes to uh, you know, an edge rusher, an impact type guy. He's really, you know, upwards of that 270 pound mark now. So he's really more of a of a true defensive end type, but he's got the athleticism, the speed to, you know, be able to still line up as a as a stand-up guy if if need be. Uh, Dan Lanning is all over that recruitment. Georgia has been asking, you know, to be the last uh, last visit overall for Shamar Stewart. So he's going to take this unofficial visit. He'll still have an, a, an official uh, later on, you know, whenever he wants to take it. So he has not taken an official to Georgia yet. So he's going to be there, uh, you know, for the game Saturday. And we'll see. We'll see how, how things go with uh, Shamar Stewart. I think we have – Roddy back here with us. Roddy, can you hear us? Yes, sir. All right, and we got Roddy here with us. So, don't know what was going on with the with the mic, but it's all good, Roddy. So we're uh, we're just talking. Three hundred dollar microphone. I don't know what the hell's wrong with it. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But uh, I was just telling everybody, you know, right off the bat, um, we like to talk about before we get to the members of the vaults questions, we like to talk about some, some news and events that's going on in recruiting. I have Shamar Stewart coming into town. We just talked, talked about that. Uh, if they're right, I was telling them if they were members of the, of the vent of the vault, you know, of UGA sports.com, they saw that information well over a week ago. I mean, we, uh, we yeah. were able to provide that to them, um, a while back. So, uh, it, that is, that's big from the standpoint of, you know, he's a Miami guy. Miami and Florida State, all those Florida programs that are struggling right now that were traditional powers, Roddy. I'm not saying that you and I, you know, you more so than me, but we've been doing it long enough to know that one or two games isn't going to influence somebody's decision, but downward trends of a program potentially spiraling out of control, that'll get a, a, a prospect's attention in a hurry. Yeah, losses don't do it. You know, people go, well, they, they lost this game. That's going to help us. Well, 
the flip side of that, if you lost, the first thing you do is you get on the phone with a recruit and say, hey, we wouldn't have lost if you were here. You know, yeah. you, you see that uh, safety, you know, that safety, he missed like eight tackles. You wouldn't have missed those. We'd have won if you were here. You get, you talk about playing time. You can come here and play right away. Uh, this other team that's, you know, we're going head to head with you against, they've got a ton of talent. You know, you may, you may be a year three, year four guy lost in the shuffle over there, but us, and we hear this all the time. Kids say, well, I picked school X because uh, it was offensive lineman in this class recently said, I felt that this team needed me. The other team wanted me, you know, and they yeah. said it about Georgia said, Georgia wanted me. This team needed me. And it's, that's, that's an easy case to make when you're getting your butts kicked. But if you do see that uh, spiraling out of control, and ideally, if you're at Georgia, what you want is these teams to spiral out of control and not change coaches. Yeah. You know? And people think, well, if, they, if there's coaching change, it's going to work out great because uh, all the people that had a relationship with them will be gone. Yeah, but see, when the new coach comes in, it creates new excitement about that program. They got a new coach. They got a new recruiting guy. Uh, you were looking at them, and hell, you might like the new guy better than the current one. Yeah. Kirby Smart pulled Jake Fromm and Rich LeCount and some other guys were looking at Alabama. He comes to Georgia. Georgia has a coaching change. It was like, well, getting rid of Mark Rick, we're going to lose all these recruits. I think it worked out fine for you. So you just you never know how that's going to work out. But uh, don't get excited if the team that you're going head to head with might lose a recruit or two. Uh, that that doesn't mean it's uh, you're going to it's going to help Georgia's case a ton. Uh, but it's like the markets. They, the recruits like stability. They like to, when you're trying to make a life altering decision, you want some consistency. You want to know what you're getting into. And if there's a lot of questions about it, that's when it, you can make hay on the recruiting trail, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think one thing that would, was specifically with Shamar Stewart, that they, that Georgia does have the ability to point to this weekend, especially if they come out and play defensively the way they've been playing and do so against a very good Arkansas team they'll be able to, on that visit, you know, after the game, stuff like that, say, hey, hey, Shamar, just kind of notice what's going on. You know, Texas A&M got some ups and downs in the road. Miami, ups and downs in the road. Georgia, it's just been that. And Kirby Smart has done this a lot. He's used this hand motion a lot in his press yeah. conference, if you're watching on the YouTube channel. The upward trajectory, he said that's what they're trying to do. So he's like, you know, if, if they're able to do that, it won't be a, you know, nail in the coffin going to get that signature type deal, but it does capture momentum. It has an ability, a, a, a opportunity to capture some momentum in the recruitment. So that's definitely one that we wanted to highlight right off the bat was Shamar Stewart. Another big, actually an, an official visit that was confirmed once again. It, he already announced it several weeks back, but confirmed it just before we came onto the show is Julian Humphrey, uh, 2022 corner out of, the Houston, Texas area, and he will be in town for an official visit. Uh, committed to Florida right now. Um, you know, he, he's even been doing some recruiting on behalf of Florida. But, Roddy, you, you've seen this. You know, guys committed even to, you know, prospects that are in the same conference. And taking those officials can, can change a lot of things, even guys that are committed elsewhere. Yeah, a lot of times, especially if you've been committed to a place for a long time and they kind of feel that – you're no longer – some of these guys will feel taken for granted, okay? Uh, if you're a Georgia coach or a Clemson coach or an Alabama coach, this kid's been committed to you for eight months, you know, six months, a year, hell, three weeks. 
and it's like, okay, that kid's in, it's in the fold. You, maybe you don't text him every day like you had been doing when he was uncommitted. Maybe you don't uh, send him a good luck uh, against school X every Friday night like you had been doing. And then all of a sudden, somebody else comes along and you take an official visit over there. And I, Coach John has mentioned this on the show numerous times. He says it's just unfair how Georgia closes when they get these kids on campus. The, oh, no doubt. From the arrival to the departure, everything's locked out. I mean, everything is planned. Everything is taken care of. You don't have a – you show up, okay, now what do we do? You know, there's you have hosts that take care of you. You go out with a team. Uh, it's all very well coordinated. And that makes a strong impression, okay? It's like, wow, these people have their crap together, okay? Then maybe this will be what it's like when I'm a student. Plus, every part of that visit shows you – Here's what it would be like if you were here, okay? So let's say you're a Florida commit or you're a Tennessee commit or a South Carolina commit, even not even just in the SEC, but in the same division. You're like, hey, uh, come spend time on campus. Come, let's let's take you to the academic center. See, these. this is where you'd be meet, sitting. Oh, you like, uh, you want business? We'll have the... Dean for the Terry College of Business there to talk to you saying, look, come, you know, we'll help you out in the business school if you come here. And each part of that visit makes you envision what your what you would be like at that school. Now, you've had that at the school you're at, you know, and you've probably visited. I mean, they're committed to uh, you've probably visited three, four, 30, 40 times, you know, especially if it's uh, not that far away. But now and you can before you could never see yourself somewhere else. But now you can because you went on that visit. So, again, sometimes it's just to, hey, show up for a free meal, get some free gear. Don't worry about it. Nothing's going to change. But there's always that chance. And that's why I'm always like, look, um, this kid's committed and he takes a visit. Lots of times behind the scenes, we try to find out, hey, man, why are you really visiting? You know, and lots of times I tell us, man, I just want a free trip to Houston. You know, I just want a free trip to here. You know, I just I, I want to go see. I got a, my best friends on that team. Okay. Well, and, but and other Ronnie, times I'm like, hey, I want to see what it's like. Yeah, and being behind the scenes, speaking of that, you you and I were actually standing right there together when Julian Humphrey and uh, Isaiah Bond, who are both committed to Florida, were there, and they told us, hey, we we really we were just in Athens right before this yeah. uh, five star challenge, and but they were like, please just you know we don't want that public right now, don't say anything. So we held on to it. Then we saw later in that month that pic- he started posting pictures of that visit to Georgia. So he <laughs> at, at one at one point, he doesn't even want it out. Then the momentum swings enough. Okay, I'm going to release full-out pictures. And then the next, like, a couple days later, an official visit has, has been scheduled. So definitely you can see the momentum has built to this point. And, uh, you know, Georgia will have an opportunity with Julian Humphrey there. And then Roddy uh, also wanted to talk about – some 2023 guys that well i'll talk about one 2022 before i get to the 2023s griffin scroggs we went to trent smallwood and i went to the grayson versus mill creek game and i specifically just wanted to put eyes on and it's hard from a a sideline to to really capture offensive line uh videos i tried to get some of, of griffin but it's a big scrum in there but just watching him and being able to uh you know, take take in how he is during a game against a good Mill Creek front. And 
here's the thing. Grayson's very one-dimensional right now, Roddy. They, they're not able to throw the ball very well. So Mill Creek knew that Grayson was going to have to be running the football. So they were kind of anticipating run blocking from that big Grayson offensive line. And Griffin Scroggs was still just – he was manhandling people in the middle – and he was able to he he blocked past the whistle. I mean, he was almost borderline, you know, okay, let's let's let him go, you know, that that kind of stuff before getting a, a personal foul. So Griffin Scroggs has a plays with a little bit of a, a mean streak to him. And I think it's he's a guy that Georgia, whether it ends ends up being center or guard, that Georgia's gonna really like uh having having on that on that on that team going forward. And and people, some people say, well, three star, I think uh, you know. Georgia has proven, especially in the trenches, that they're capable of evaluating these 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 linemen and develop them into into good players in the University of Georgia. Yeah, I mean Sullivan Kinley was a three star. He turned out okay. And again, the I know and I say it all the time, but I haven't been on your show in a while. To me, a three star is a absolute contributor, potential all SEC tuck caliber player. You know, yeah. and people go, well, it's not a five star. There's only thirty two five stars a year. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me you don't want the number 33 kid and 30, 34, 35 kid. You know, when you say, hey, he's a top 64 kid. Oh, well, he's like 61st. That's a second round pick, if you think about it. Because basically what they're trying to do when they say, hey, you're in the top 32, that they're basically kind of matching it up to the NFL draft. A three-star guy, okay, maybe this isn't somebody who's going to draft in the first three, four, five rounds. But he's definitely going to be a – has the potential to be a very good SEC player. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to take all – and, again, I work, I've been working with rivals since, what, 2007. It's been a long time. Uh, I've worked with ESPN. I, I've never said ratings don't matter, but I will say this year ratings and rankings and stuff like that are going to be a little bit off because we haven't seen as much football of these kids – as we have in the past, lots of times, you know, I mean, so many games were canceled last year. We're working on a smaller sample size and mm-hmm. you're going to see kids pop up at the last second that you didn't know about. I mean, who was talking about uh, Scruggs six months ago? Who was talking about CJ Madden? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, so then all of a sudden the coaches are, they pay for uh, recruiting services. They pay for, uh, people to put eyes on these, not just like news recruiting, but actual recruiters that go out and watch kids play and say, hey, here's my list of 100 top kids in the state of Georgia. And they look at that and go, well, here's our list, and here's this other guy's list, and they compare and contrast and come up with, uh, here's a kid we need to look at. You're not going to burn the scholarship on a guy you don't think can contribute. And I'm not saying don't question the coaches, but they're not going to make a stupid decision or what they think is a stupid decision just for the hell of it. So – uh, I, I go back and story time with Uncle Roddy. Uh, I always tell the story of uh, uh, Jonathan Abram. Okay, He committed on Halloween night, I believe. It was a Friday night. He committed like 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night after his high school game. Mm. Uh, I'm sitting at a bar in Jacksonville. Sexy nurse over here, sexy kitten over here. The guy from uh, Freddy Krueger over here, because it's it's Friday night, Jacksonville Beach, uh, yeah. on Halloween night, costume contest going on everywhere, and I'm having to stay good and sober and do, wait for Jonathan Abram to go down so I can launch the stories that we have pre-written. Other services are out there saying he's not a take for George. No one's going to follow. I think we were the only ones that did, and 
you know, Trent Smallwood said, look, I've been talking to this kid. He's committed to Georgia. He's a take. And the kid commits after his game. We launched a story 1130 on a Friday night, almost like somebody else did recently at midnight. Yeah. Bo Hewley. Bo Hewley. But the idea is I'm like, look, you're not going to get any attention on Halloween night, 1130. Not, Not any good attention. But point being, the next day is the Georgia Florida game. I walk out to the middle of the field where the, everybody's warming up and I see Jeremy Pruitt. I'm like, Jeremy, coach, uh, that kid, Jonathan Abram committed to you. He's a take, right? Y'all took him. He goes, Oh, absolutely. I'm like, okay. I just want to be sure. He goes, why would you ask? I'm like, well, you know, there's some people saying he's not a take. He goes, well, those people are idiots because <laughs> we have him ranked as the number one cornerback on our board. We yeah. have him. I said, well, you know, we've got it. He goes, I don't care what you guys have. Me. Y'all are wrong about this. And, you know, typical Jeremy Pruitt Basham, you know, he just kind of rips me a new one. But, I mean, he was confirming news because he could say that. But point being, uh, his chart versus our chart and the rest of the industry's chart, they were right. Everybody else was wrong on Jonathan Abrams. That's what, and I'm not saying Scruggs is that way. Scruggs may be a, a first-rounder. He may never get drafted. We don't know. But I'm just saying, yeah. uh, you don't get caught up in the stars, especially this year. If it's a five-star, take it with a grain of salt, a huge grain of salt. He may be terrible. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I, I, I was impressed just for the first time seeing uh, Scroggs play in, in person, uh, the, the footwork, yeah. the way that he was able to – Kirby Smart and you hear the Georgia players use the word strain a lot through uh, yeah. through a block and and finish blocks and that's what Scroggs did so I was impressed by that and uh, in that game there was two there was He's two a big boy. oh he is a big big kid also there was a guy beside him uh, Walt Walt Claire Flynn um, who is a twenty twenty guy right. Yeah, 2024 target. Yep. And he was playing guard right there beside him. And and man, when they would get a good combo block on somebody, it was over. I mean, they they were they were right there beside him. So so that that was a that was a big prospect lined up beside Scroggs there. But in terms of that's good for that kid too, because he learns. No know, doubt. Uh, hey, Jamari Sawyer work learn learn at the feet of Andrew Thomas, you know, where it works out. It does. It does. And he's got a he he I've actually heard a comment from Scroggs pregame. He get uh they got done doing their pregame snaps and all that kind of stuff because uh uh Claire Flynn is the backup center to to Scroggs there for Grayson. Uh, they would just kick him over if something happened to Scroggs and Scroggs was like, I feel like I have children now when he, he said that to all, <laughs> all these young guys. So he, he you know, he's he's a jokester. He he doesn't he he keeps it light over there and he was having having fun with those guys. But Roddy in that game where there was there was also two outstanding 2023 defensive backs that Georgia's heavily recruiting, both Caleb Downs and Michael Daugherty. Uh, Caleb Downs is just all over the field for Mill Creek and really, um, you know, is a guy, a safety that's not afraid to come down in the box. Now, I will acknowledge everybody said it on the, on the, on the vent for on the vent and on the vault for the last week since I posted the update on Caleb Downs. Yes, we know that he's related to Dre Bly. Yes, we know that his brother goes to North Carolina as well. But when you talk to Caleb Downs, he is he's telling everybody, listen, that's my brother, that's my uncle. But he goes, I've got to make my my own decision. And to your point, um hey, where, where, where's BJ Ojalari playing right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. Same same thing. And and you know, Caleb, Caleb Downs you can tell when you talk to him winning is very important to him he he wants he wants to win uh north carolina is not proving to 
you know, take the next step in that program this year. Like I said, one loss is not is not a defining factor of who wins a game, but trends going forward yeah. are. And I think Caleb Downs, you know, he'll he'll he's a smart, very articulate, uh, very you know, thinks things through young man. And the whole family's that way. Yeah, yeah and, he, and he will come down and just absolutely knock you out too uh, from that safety position. Has great range. Uh, had a pick to to kind of seal the game there for. Uh, Mill Creek. Also, Michael Daugherty had 10 tackles in that game, Roddy. He he was, uh, you know, just in the bat head tackled. He had like three tackles for a loss. It was a outstanding performance for Michael Daugherty. They're using him in that star position type role uh, the same way that Georgia does. And, you know, you'll see him in the box and you'll see him covering, you know, slot uh, slot receivers and things like that. The the thing that impressed me about Michael Daugherty is he's able to they throw a quick screen out in the flat and he's playing up towards the box, you know, expecting run. They hold him with the the RPO type look, a flash to running back in front. But as soon as he sees that ball in the air, I mean, he's just flying out to that receiver, breaks down, makes tackles in space. So Michael Darty has been and always, you know, will be a huge priority for Georgia in this class of 2023. He was in that famed picture we had last week with uh, Arch Manning and Pierce Sperlin and, and, uh, you know, Justice Haynes. So two big guys there. Brandon Joyner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Joyner was Joyner. Gotta have was some right. beef in that photo, man. Come on. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, yeah, Joyner is is just a prototypical just road grader there in the middle uh for that 2023 class. But Pierce Sperlin obviously is uh, you know, trying to gather all those guys together. And uh, you know, that brings us to our first question here, Roddy. You know, I talked about those 2023 guys. We have another 2023 guy that had a impressive performance this this weekend. He, in fact, was on our highlight video that I posted on uh, following the future on this YouTube channel. So, if you don't subscribe for this show, make sure to subscribe for uh, subscribe for following the future. Make sure to subscribe for you know impressive exclusive interview interviews like Reese Davis with Jim Donovan. Reese Davis for half an hour. Come on, folks. If that's not worth your 20, 13 cents a day, I don't know what is. Yeah, and also – tap off right now. So I always tell people it's 27 cents a day. Uh, you just can't – right now it's 50% off for new subscribers. Uh, code 50DOGS, 50DAWGS. And then tomorrow you'll have uh, Roddy and Dane with with uh, Jim Donnan as well on the, on the, day, on the weekly – podcast over there and then the weekly youtube show so it's gonna be great but um here we like to answer the questions of the vault members so we're going to try to run through these for you real quick uh, roddy if you'll go ahead and read that first one for us there oh pine tree pine tree is one of my favorite guys he gives me a lot of hell on the board but i like him i think he gives everybody a lot of hell <laughs> no pine tree was good uh thoughts on loss and lucky is here a primary option for the second 2023 tight end a little small and only a three star again don't get caught up in the starts because Hey, Pintree, you know we can be wrong, and I'm, that's what I'm saying. We could very well be wrong, but the great thing about a 2023 guy is we get to see him this year, get to see him next year, you know, stuff like that. So uh, I, that, 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 that's more a question for you because my thought is Georgia definitely goes, you know, Pierce Berlin, lost and lucky, and that's it. But yeah, that's not, maybe that's not true. Well, at one point, you know, we were – we had talked to neo avery who georgia offered that's as a, a quarterback yeah he was a quarterback and came down for a, a prospect camp and he he had basically um 
I mean, he told us that Georgia's it. That Georgia's where he's going, and and I, I had even helped him get a, uh, you know, an edit ready to go. Like it, it was done. Like he was, he was going to commit to the University of Georgia, and then all of a sudden, backed off and said, "Hey, you know, we gotta, we gotta reevaluate some things." So who knows what's going to happen with uh, with Neo Avery there? The, you know, uh, Virginia Tech offered him today. He's from up in that Maryland, Virginia area up there, so. And there's a couple schools. Cincinnati uh, actually is recruiting him as a quarterback, and Cincinnati's the number seven program in the country. Yeah, right now. I mean, that's they've that's been successful that, with QB. So yeah, that's something that makes you pause, you know. And he, and yeah. he's a great athlete. But I would say that it's between uh, Lawson Lucky and Neo Avery for that second tight end spot. Because also an interesting point, Roddy, Ethan Davis at Collins Hill put out a top group. Georgia did not make the top group, so that tells you that. Uh, you know, you you read into that what you want, but when yeah. when you got a tight end who's who's as athletic as Ethan Davis, it might tell you that Georgia's kind of settled in on the guys. Todd Hartley's extremely good at that of identifying the guys that he wants early and building relationships with those guys. All right, you have this because for a minute there, I was thinking Ethan Nation. No, Ethan Ethan <laughs> like, Davis. Oh, like, okay, yeah, sorry, it's just the the old brain, you know. Uh, oh yeah. Ethan Davis there. at like, Collins Hill. Like, how uh, the hell did I miss that? <laughs> uh, Ethan, Ethan Davis at Collins Hill, he was about, a yeah. basketball player, yeah. uh, came out. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Georgia was okay. Georgia was in on him, but it, they did not make his top group. So, whether that's on his side or on Georgia's side, you could read right. into it. But uh, it feels like that loss and lucky. And I, what, what, my point I wanted to make about loss and lucky is if you go back and look at the, the fall in the future from this weekend, I feel so bad for those defensive ends at Meadow Creek because Lawson Lucky drove them like the the popsicle sled on a on a practice field. I mean, he absolutely ran them out of the picture, Roddy uh, blocking yeah. those guys, and he's extremely athletic. I, I mean, he he's one just like C.J. Madden that I think could end up becoming higher than a three star before it's yeah. all said and done. And like you said, the more eyeballs he gets on him, uh, you know. And Alabama offered him the other day. Just if that if that means anything to you, I think that's a pretty good indication you you can play some ball. Now, and you know we have I I've forbidden people to go on our message board and talk about the Bama bounce. And the Bama bounce, for people that don't know, is where people think that a guy moves up in the rankings because he's committed to Alabama. And I try to explain to them over and over again, we don't give a damn where someone gets where, where they're going to college because. Again, we're trying to pick the top 32 as five stars. Then, you know, 33 through 64 as, you know, four stars, you know, at least. And we'll do a, maybe 200 four stars and stuff like that based on what, how we think they're going to do. It's a lot. That is regardless of where they go to school. And people say, well, why don't you? Uh, do rankings based on how they're going to do in college. Well, we don't know where they're going in college because if a kid's going to play at, you know, Presbyterian, he might put up better numbers than he would. They never, because they don't punt at Presbyterian. Right, now, exactly. <laughs> so, so if you're, if you're a punter going to Presbyterian, maybe your rate, rate, rate is going to go really low because they'll never use you. But if you are a uh, scat back over there or fullback or something, maybe your brings up. But again, it's, if you're at MTSU and well, like Jaden Hazelwood, you know, if he was playing in the uh, uh, the AAC Player of the Year, yeah. you know, but playing for Oklahoma, 
it's a little bit tougher. Played at Alabama, even harder. So again, we can't base it because we don't know where they're going to go. So uh, we would have people, this theory came around that we would rank kids higher because they went to Alabama because Alabama has the most subscribers of anybody in the Rivals Network. Not and true. I try to tell them they're, they're in the top 10 but we are the biggest SEC site. We're the number three site in the in the entire Rivals Network. So if there's anything, if if you're trying to appease fans by ranking a guy high, there would be a dog bounce, you know, or a, or a Longhorn there, bounce. Yeah, there'd be a Longhorn and FSU bounce. Okay, and that. So here's my point being: if Alabama offers a kid. What separates yeah. Alabama from everybody else is Alabama's analysis of scouts or their scouting analysis, their evaluations of talent. Yeah. They're recruiting from a position of strength. Well, not none of that, but they identify them. Yeah. I remember Jerry Judy was at a seven on seven at Georgia, tearing it up. Georgia didn't go hard after him from what I was told. Alabama did. Devonta Smith was committed to Georgia. Alabama came and took him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Henry, uh, Derek Henry committed to Georgia. Alabama came and fought for him. Sometimes they don't put up a fight for a kid that's committed. You know, and you get him and you think you stole one from Alabama, then he doesn't play that well. You know, and you're like, well, point being, they've changed the entire coaching staff, offensive line, defensive, I mean, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, top to bottom. Everybody is on this 2017 staff. All of them are gone. Even the strength coach, gone. But you still can't duplicate what Alabama does because they have been the best when it comes to talent evaluation. If Lawson Lucky got an offer from Alabama to go play over there, that says that we probably got the rankings wrong. Now, will we move him up? No, not because he, just because he got that. But I'm just saying, we better go back and double check his film, see yeah. if we miss anything. And guess what? If you said, what was he? West Forsyth? Oh no, no, he's uh, he he's. No, I'm North saying who was he? Who was he playing against the other day? Meta, he was playing against Meadow Creek. Okay, Meadow Creek. So if he's taking Meadow Creek guys and driving them, putting them on the bus, all of a sudden he gets a bounce in the rankings because we've seen more tape on him. We're like, this kid's a four star. So yeah. maybe that's a guy that we need to move up, not because he's got an Alabama ranking, but we've seen more film. Alabama probably saw that film quicker than we did, hence the offer. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and I know that obviously Georgia's, uh, you know, been with him on him for a long time with his, you know, family. Uh, obviously, one of the, the lucky triplets, you know, is his, his father over there. So, uh, you know, and, and Coach Donna knows all about that with with those guys uh, being at Georgia. But you know, we'll we'll uh, see what happens with Lawson Lucky there. Other next question here, Roddy. Yep. I from realistic UGA fan, another uh, prime dog venter, somebody who puts up a lot of questions, and we we appreciate that. Uh, with some reports of Arch Manning being down to two schools, Texas and UGA, is this the case of the visit high, or is UGA submit itself as a legit contender for his signature? Well, I'll, I'll just tell you what I, I've I've gathered from this, Roddy, is that there's so many connections to the University of Georgia when it comes to Arch Manning, and not just like, not just like conspiracy theory, trying to you know the 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 proverbial board out there with string, and you're trying to connect stuff. Actual actual real connections where you know Kurt, like for example, Kirby Smart and Peyton Manning are actually very good friends, <laughs> you yes. know, away, you know, they give each other a lot of crap, but that's what good friends do. You know, they're, they're, they're going back and forth with one another, but Peyton Manning, Kirby smart, good friends. You've got Matt Luke who has, has been entrenched in that old miss, you know, culture over there as being the head coach, got close to Arch Manning, got close to Eli Manning, knows the family. They know what kind of man 
He is. There's connections with Will Muschamp's family to Cooper Manning's family. I mean, there's there's lots of things. And then Todd Munkin has been in the NFL. Well, if you've been in the NFL, there's a good chance that Peyton Manning's written a handwritten letter to you, uh, yeah. Roddy, because, I mean, it, it, Peyton Manning's just that, that thoughtful and nice of a Hall of Fame human being on top of a great player. So there's, there's connections there. So I think Georgia definitely has a real shot. I don't know about it being down to Georgia and Texas only. I think Ole Miss definitely has a yeah. great shot. Uh, and Clemson can be that in there is, as well. Yeah, that is a stupid report, whoever said that, because that is untrue in my opinion. From everything I've heard, and I've heard from some really well-connected people, uh, the first part is I don't believe it's down to Texas and UGA. Uh, I, I don't see that at all. I mean, I, hell, I could be wrong. I'm wrong every day. But that is – that sounds like some wishful thinking. And yes. there is no way that, uh, from what I'm saying, they are not close to making a decision. So no doubt they, they're going to be eliminated. He's still got a ton of time. They're not going to, and yes, quarterbacks tend to commit early, but you're not going to commit anytime soon because they also they're also going to wait and see how the coaching the stuff plan uh, pans out. No doubt, uh, a lot of the coaches at, at these schools that you like right now, you know, I mean, we've already seen coaches fired this season. USC needs a new coach. Georgia Southern needs a new coach. What if all of a sudden the Georgia Southern or USC? coaches the offensive coordinator or the quarterback's coach at the school that you like. What happens if USC wants to just break the bank and try to get Lane Kiffin to come back out there and, and yeah. take some from Ole Miss? You know, I mean, who, who knows what, especially if uh, Ole Miss. What if they go out, after Todd Munkin? Hey, what if they do? Who knows? You know, hey, you got a great connection with Todd Munkin, but yeah, now Todd's out of USC. Yeah. Uh, you like somebody at Clemson, all of a sudden the Clemson guy's gone. You like somebody at Texas, he's gone. You know, just, again, they – Hell, they all probably have the same agent as Cooper and uh, Eli's. You know, I mean, uh, uh, Peyton and Eli. So, uh, point being, you, there's people are trying to rush to how this thing is going to end up. I do not see this ending anytime soon. But, but to be fair, quarterbacks do make decisions very early. Yeah, a, U, a realistic UGA fan had multiple questions here. So this is sure. the second one, Roddy. All right, with some crystal balls coming in and forecasts being made for Luther Burton to UGA, what is the premise behind these? Offense showing out, Mizzou struggles, et cetera. Um, Now you're trying to figure out what his motivations are. And I will tell you, a lot of people that are making those decisions are making them based on what they're hearing, not based on what Luther's told anybody, in my opinion. You know, again, consistently losing, trending downward, looks bad trending upward looks good you know but uh a lot of when he decommitted from oklahoma did he not say business decision yeah which i'm like wait a minute business decision being a wide receiver at oklahoma is a pretty good business decision <laughs> so is are you is it a better business decision to be a wide receiver at missouri or uga you know running back you there's a lot going on with luther burden uh, i don't think everybody knows what's in his mind we have a great update on it. i'll let you mention that but. Yeah, Clint, Clint Cosgrove uh, today put out, and this is a direct quote. It says, mainly the relationship I – this is talking about Georgia, uh, why he's high on Georgia. Mainly the relationship I have with the coaches, being able to go against one of the top defenses in the country every day at practice, the environment too. I love it down there. So that was what uh, Luther Burden said. But, Roddy, that just sticks out to me so much, uh, the the fact that this young man is is – thinking one of his reasons and what he's hearing is hey not only don't think just about game day stats think about when the nfl calls 
the head coach and they say, how, how is he performing every day against your defense? Because yep. Georgia had, you know, and that used to be the same thing that, that people would say for Alabama because Alabama was a defensive juggernaut back before they made this shift in their program. Uh, now, you know, you've probably got some some Alabama, uh, some GMs calling the Alabama team saying, hey, how does this linebacker perform against your offense? Because Alabama's yeah. offense is one of the best ones in the country. So I think that's some good forethought there. But um, no, you're it, right, because, I mean, if you had to rank teams last year, you'd rank Alabama first and Alabama's second team second. You know, I mean, that's uh, they, they were really good or split up the offense and defense of the two teams. But point being, we were speaking to Lad McConkie today. Remember? three-star guy was he even a three-star yeah it, it was it well he started off like less than a three-star and yeah. then went up to a three-star point being uh, here's a kid who's a starter for the university of georgia and we asked him how'd you get here he's like well going up against eric stokes and tyson campbell every day in practice and you know having to fight off mark webb every day that, that'll do it for you and, and it does so again it's not the recent losses it's not the you know a couple losses there georgia's offense improving Every one of these kids, again, don't get in, caught up in the losses. All these kids just want to go to the league, and there's nothing wrong with that. That is the goal. That's what when you start showing out in uh, little league, they're like you're going to be great in high school. When you're great in high school, they start telling you you're going to be great in college. When you're great in college, or you know, even when you're great in high school, they start talking about the whole point is to make it to the league. So every one of these kids wants to see what's more impressive than the giant facility you just built. How many guys did you have drafted last year? You want to know why everybody goes to Alabama? Alabama says, look, we had 11 guys drafted. We had eight guys drafted. We had nine guys drafted. Most schools get one, two at most. Yeah. When you start putting up those kinds of numbers, the, the kid may hate everything about Tuscaloosa. He may hate the colors. He may hate the he may hate the co-eds. He may hate Saban. But he's like, this is going to be the best chance of going, so yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Alabama. I'm sure there's some that, that uh, regret some parts of that decision. When they get there, there, there have been many, but it's the idea. It's like, look, I can go suffer there for three or four years, and but it's going to it's increasing my chances of going to the league. Now, what the other coaches have to do is say, look, you come here, you play, you show out. The NFL will find you. You can be at you know an international football player, and they will the NFL will find you. Each one of these uh, teams has tons of scouts. Their job is to find the top players. You don't have to go to Alabama, but it's the development while you're there. Are you going to be better? At the year, end of year one, the end of year two, end of year three, and if Luther Burden's looking at Georgia going, I think by going up against Keely Ringo, going up against, you know, if they can flip Humphreys, going up against Nyland Green, going up against Jalen Kimber, uh, is, is that going to make me better than if I go – you can be a star at Missouri, but that's that's great, you know. They're, they've had some. But does uh, that Missouri, really – Missouri's defense just gave up 41 points to Boston College, so we'll, we'll yeah. see – you know, yeah. there's there, there's everything you all there's many thousands of pieces to this puzzle, and he's all you know. You got a 17, 18 year old kid who's in the same time as trying to decide his future and decide who he's going to ask to homecoming, and all in the same week. So, you know, oh, you yeah. never know. You never know what's going on. the The third question from a uh, realistic UGA fan, eleven ninety one version two here. Yeah, uh, he has the same question about Eni White uh, as he did for Luther Burden. Did the last village last visit really swing Georgia into the lead. Uh, how would we, how would Georgia utilize them off the, the edge? And I was the one that went on the board right after this and said, yeah, I put in a future cast prediction for Eni White to Georgia because, as we talked about, those last visits, you know, or not last visit, but those visits are strong. 
They're very strong. You get in there and you, the kid could see it. I mean, we were really talking about him coming to Georgia, but after that visit, he could see himself there. He told some people he could see himself suiting up for Georgia, and it works again. And also, they showed him the development. When you get into the room with the coaches and they show you clips of players at Georgia, players in the NFL who are at your position, then they show your high school tape and, like, here's what you did similar to this guy. Here's what you should have done better. Here's what you did well that's just like him. Okay, you're Adam Anderson in this picture or you're uh, Aziz Ojolari or you're, you're whoever, and this is what you would do. And they match it up frame to frame showing the exact same stuff, you know, because plays are pretty similar. It makes an impact on it. Now, again, everybody else is doing that too. Yeah. So it's, it's not like Georgia invented this, you know. He's getting the same thing at Alabama. He's getting the same thing at Tennessee. He's getting the same thing at Penn State. But when you, all it all comes together and you're thinking, hey, in three years, I could be in the NFL. And I think really it was Georgia and Ohio State kind of for him uh, that were the were the top two. And and you know we'll see uh, if if that ends up ends up holding. But right as of now, based on you know sources sources we've got and and uh, things that we heard out of Nye White's camp and things like that, it, it seems that that Georgia has taken the lead there. Feel pretty confident in that. Uh, now we kind of go rapid fire on a couple of these other yeah. ones. Um, Captain, oh, what Captain. Is, yeah, Captain, man, that captain's been around uh, probably since '97. Been around. I mean, that's a board fixture. Uh, what is the current situation with Smoke Bowie in Georgia? Uh, has that ship sailed? Okay, so with Smoke Bowie, obviously committed to Texas A&M now. Here's all I'm saying is you got to read the the tea leaves here. Uh, does does he come back for for another visit? We'll see about that. But the way that you know they're bringing in a Julian Humphrey, they're going hard after a Jaheim Singletary, and and even uh, a lot of people think it could be in in the driver's seat for. Uh, Singletary and have a real good shot of flip to you know flip uh, Humphrey as he's coming in on a, on a visit. So I would say that the ship's not totally sailed because Kirby's from Bainbridge and there's that inerrant you know relationship there, that ability to relate. But you know you never know. How many guys have flipped on signing day? That's true. That's true. It's never over till it's over. Yeah. Here's another I'm, one there, Roddy. I'm just saying other guys that have decommitted. You know. Bounce back. I, was it Speed that did that? If I'm not mistaken. I mean, they, they think about Roquan. I know there's one year where like four stuff. or five guys had decommitted in the year and were there for George on signing day, and a couple of them came back the, the final day. Think about um, Jermaine Burton. Nobody thought Jermaine Burton would be end up at Georgia. I mean, everybody thought it was going to be. They didn't think LSU. George Pickens would either. <laughs> yeah, uh, LSU, and, and it was all over uh, Jermaine Burton, and then all of a sudden uh, there he goes, and then – you know, of course, uh, we we can't even really mention the word Zach Evans and and Jordan Birch on here without people's blood pressure going up. So uh, we'll 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 save that. Hey, for Brian Breezy, baby. Uh, exactly. exactly. Old Dog 05, uh, hero from California. I've heard we've had the last visit with him. So, do you think we get him? Uh, how how big a priority is he for the dogs? You know what? With uh, Hero Canoe, he I think Georgia will end up being in his top. Five and he, even if it went up to a top three, I think Georgia could end up being in there. But the the thing is, I think that Georgia uh, has definitely Bear Alexander and uh, Walter Nolan placed both higher on the board. Uh, that that's just from what I gathered, you know, talking uh, talking to people and also you know just the way that the 
the recruits themselves talk about their recruitment. And Bear Alexander, I think Roddy moving from Texas out of the state of Texas to IMG Academy, which has become a Georgia uh, pipeline, it is a strong, strong move in that recruitment for Georgia instead of mm, top two. IMG Academy is a pipeline for a lot of people. Okay, because I mean, we got that many talented kids there. You know, a lot of people could say that. My my thing about a move like that, yes, you're right, getting them out of Texas is good, but also you find out when you move away from home like that how much you hate it and how much you can't get back home and how much is a pain in the butt that you, you know Sunday night you can't have dinner with the family. So sometimes it works for you, and the kid gets used to being out of it. Like uh, uh, personally. I have, I have zero savings, zero retirement, but I have traveled a good bit. And I started early taking my son with me, you know, and I, I let him see other places. And now he's looking to go to college and he's, it's not just in the general vicinity. He's looking all over. He's like, well, what if I was going to school down here? What if I went to school in another country? You know, cause it, again, he could see himself there because he's been there. You know, he's been away from home and kind of got used to that. Some kids haven't, and you see them when they um, uh, get away for the first time. All of a sudden, they're like, ah, this sucks. I hate this. You know, hey, uh, Demetrius Robertson. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens with Bear. But uh, I think the fact that, uh, you know, just Georgia, I think Georgia and Alabama have been by far the most successful at kind of rating IMG Academy sure. down no, there. Right. So, so that, that could be recently. Big, absolutely. I mean, yeah, that could be a big thing, big thing for them. Got another one here. Oh, Green Timber. Green Timber's been around a good bit, too. Uh, definitely a solid, solid poster. Uh, do recruits give different answers to different <laughs> to the recruiting insiders? We've got burden forecasts coming in for both teams, this side and others. Wonder if it's all the same info, but interpreted differently. God, yes. <laughs> okay, let's say we're talking to Luther or somebody who handles Luther, you know, who's uh, run, I don't say runs at appearance, but helps him deal with all the uh, tons of media requests. You're talking to a coach, you're talking to a dad, you're talking to a mom, talking to a pastor, trainer, best friend, girlfriend, uh, milkman, whoever. Wait, what's what, what's he saying? Well, he really likes Georgia. Okay. Now, did you say that because you know I covered the University of Georgia? Yeah. Different recruiting outlets. One take that as he's really high on Georgia. Some of us take it as Okay, well, that's positive. At least you're not saying that he doesn't like him. So just as you could have secondhand information interpreted a bunch of different ways by different competing interests, it's the same when you get firsthand information from the recruit who's sometimes telling you what he thinks you want to hear. You know? Oh, no, no doubt, no doubt. And, I think. And, and, and what will get you clicks. Now, that's the thing about UJ Sports. We could have years ago, we could have dropped the whole subscription-based thing and gone straight ad uh, ad revenue, we'd have, uh, I mean, like like our Reese Davis interviews, getting thousands of views. We could have that. We could put it out in little segments and have people clicking on each individual question we asked him, like when he talks about Georgia beating Alabama or uh, Georgia having the best defense in the nation. We could have put those out in little big segments and got a ton of clicks that way and made a lot of money, but we don't. We put it out for free. We're not going to make a dime off of it. Now, we're going to push the hell out of it, but point being, you get – information like that and you can spin it to get people's attention to get them on your site so i like georgia does that mean georgia you know some people will take that and say georgia's a leader yeah 
I mean, it, it's all semantic sometimes, and it, it's, yes. it's also you're dealing. You got to understand uh, that that you're dealing with. <laughs> excuse me, you're dealing with seventeen, eighteen year old kids. Uh, a lot of times, uh, young men who are, a lot of times, just wanting to make it through an interview because they're 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 nervous that sometimes they're nervous about talking to, to people yeah. they don't know what to say they don't want to upset somebody uh that's been recruiting them so hard you know by reading a comment uh so there's a lot of stuff uh that goes into this and you know that's why we try to decipher it as as best as we can for you here on uga sports and well and i'll, I'll tell that i've told this story before so i apologize for people to have to bear with me but i did have a Tight end, when I was working at ESPN, he gave me the quotes ahead of time about why he committed to UGA. He said, hey, look, I, I'm going to announce that it was on a Monday because we were doing the Kirby, I mean, the uh, Mark Rick press conference. And I remember being in that multi-use room and we're waiting for this thing to go down. The kid was going to do it like one o'clock. We did the interviews. We had lunch. Kid announced, The kid had a ceremony. And we've got the story ready to go. All we need to do is hit launch. Because, uh, you know, I said, look, I'm with ESPN. Can you tell us where you're going? Sure. Uh, we will. And we call that an embargo in the business. You have the information. You embargo it. Okay. The kid gave you the information on the condition that you would not report it until he announced. Mm-hmm. Happens in business reporting. It happens in political reporting. It happens in tons of reporting all over the world. We do it in recruiting. We don't want to ruin the kid's moment. We want to get the information. Kid gave it to us. Kid has a ceremony, puts on a Clemson hat. Went to Clemson, played three years, went to the NFL. I had the quotes on why he committed to Georgia. Point being, just be, even sometimes when a kid tells you something, tells you exactly what's going to happen, he can change his mind at the last minute. So I'd written a story, 800 words, why this kid was coming to UGA, an interview with his coach, all that stuff. We, we just delete it. So yeah. in answer to your question, Ryan Tibber, yes, uh, different hell different staffs we disagree as a staff sometimes on what we're hearing mm-hmm. okay no, no doubt yep no. If, uh, we we keep saying roddy if we could uh, monetize that group chat that we, oh god yeah that we have well perfect example uh from the team standpoint some of us were hearing that aaron smith was going to make the trip to this past weekend to go up to vandy and some of us were here, we weren't. So when I put out my three, two, one column saying he wasn't going to, you notice at the the top part of the three, two, one column, the tag on that is opinion. You know, uh, now I happen to be right because you all suck, but I'm just saying that was a situation where uh, the old man got it right. But lots of times I, I hear stuff and uh, my staff has to correct me that, dude, that's not what I'm hearing. You guys, especially when it comes to recruiting, you guys hear it a thousand times more than I do. It's not my forte, but between you and Jed and Trent, you know, uh, hell, even Paul, y'all can all hear different things. Uh, God, you you want to know the crazy stuff we heard during the Jalen Fields, I mean, uh, uh, yes, recruitment yeah. and uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, we had people coming on our board who were talking to members. Said they were talking to members of uh, Sunshine's family. And his dad was coming on the board to refute him. Oh, Lord. <laughs> he's like, uh, no, he's not wearing a, a Georgia polo to school today. <laughs> oh, man. But this guy's like, oh, I know he did. I know he did. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Sure you did. Okay. Uh, yeah. But the point being, uh, that, that's, the reason we're staying, spending so much time on this, we should be going rapid fast. This is a great question because 
Yeah. You, can, you, t- you a lot of it is semantics, a lot of it is parsing, a lot of it is political. People are trying to get clicks and make something out of nothing. Uh, a lot of his kids change their mind. That's why I bring up those examples. Uh, a lot of it is people hearing something from someone else, you know, second, third, fourth hand. And when your job depends on you getting views, whereas in, in other times you might be a little more hesitant to run with it. Not if you, if your jobs get views, you will take second, third, fourth hand information and throw a call it rumor, call it fact, call it whatever. And then, you know, do, do you, does it cost you money to put in a uh, future cast and be wrong? No. Yeah. Now there, there's some people that, that, uh, you know, and like, like myself, I don't feel confident enough yet to put a, a future cast in for Luther Burton. Trent, uh, for example, he feels confident enough to, to put in one for Luther Burton. So it's he's all, right a lot. Yeah, a lot. You know, Trent's, that's that's Trent's the only reason I that's the only reason I keep him around. I mean, he doesn't do anything. Trent's great at this stuff, man. Uh, so then, then our last question of the night here, Roddy. Hey, uh, what's up, dog? Says, do we sign Walter Nolan? Okay, so if I could tell you this, if I could tell you if George is going to sign Walter Nolan, I would go buy as many lottery tickets, you know, as I could, you know, because I mean, because the my my chances would just be through the roof because nobody knows where Walter, not even Walter Nolan knows where he's going to go right now. This uh, young man has moved into the, the shadow of Neyland stadium. Uh, Tennessee is, is recruiting him very, very hard. His father has been seen on multiple occasions wearing Michigan gear from head to toe. Uh, you know, I mean, Georgia has, pursued him very hard and is going to get him in for a visit this fall at one point florida thought they had him in and you know oh, just absolutely. wrapped up you know it was over with so the point is walter nolan's recruitment i think will be one that will last if not it, to signing day maybe even past signing day roddy like he, he's yeah. it's that it's that up in the air with walter nolan well didn't he announce already yeah, I mean, you know, he said he was going to, once he got to a certain uh, number of followers on Instagram, that he would announce his commitment. Well, guess what? He's a great marketing uh, strategist because that yeah. number, that number of, uh, that number of followers, 11, hit, it, yeah, it hit immediately, like an hour later, no commitment announces. So, see, that, see, that's what I need to do is say, look, we've got great Georgia news for you, you know, but I'm not going to tell you until I get to 100,000 Twitter followers. Absolutely. So, and then, uh, when, then when we get there, just go, no. Yep. Oh, nah. there, man. They, they, nah, I appreciate the question. What's up, dog? Thank you so much for being a member. And thank all of you guys for the questions. It, mean, it means the world to us. It's the, the great thing about UGA sports, which is half off uh, for the first year, is the the readers, you know, it's the community. It's all that back and forth stuff. So it's a good question. But honestly, what's up, dog? Nobody knows. And, again, if people tell you that they know, then they are good mind readers. And a lot of times this job does come down to guessing what a kid's going to predict when the kid doesn't know. Absolutely. And, and, you know, Walter Dolan, I'm sure is going to be looking and seeing what uh, Jordan Davis and Devonte Wyatt and all those guys continue yeah. to do this Saturday when Georgia takes on Arkansas college game day will be in town. Uh, Roddy and Dane and, and Jim Donnan will talk all about that tomorrow at uh, 12 o'clock on the uga sports live podcast and youtube show so roddy uh you know we've we've covered about as much 
recruiting as we can here on a on a Monday yeah, night. Well, so, you were you were very limited by having me on the show. There's only so much you can talk about. You know? Hey, no, I appreciate I appreciate it. Uh, it's the, like doing the show one arm tied behind your back. You know, the head, the head man pinch hitting here for us, uh, for for Trent and uh, and Jed. So, guys, that, yeah, that they're, they're fired, cool. by the way. Hey, so, <laughs> hey, hey Jed. this is an open call to all recruiting writers that want a job at UGA Sports. We have to replace Jed and uh, Trent not being you, here on Monday. I think you've fired Jed like five times already on this show. Well, one fact, of these times is going to stick. <laughs> he keeps coming back like a straight cat. There we go. So for for Roddy Nabolsi. I'm Blaine Gilmer, guys. This has been Rumors versus Facts. Make sure to subscribe, hit notifications, uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you listen to podcasts as well by searching UGA Sports. And we will catch you next Monday on Rumors versus Facts.